Welcome to Abiding Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget... You can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently airing a series on the Holy Spirit titled, The Missing Person. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Tonight we're in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. You know, we're talking about the missing person, biblical search for the third person of the Trinity. I remember reading the biography of Dallas Willard. And he was just kind of frustrated and confused and like, what do I do? Where do I go with my my ministry? Because he'd gone to Bible college, he'd gone to school, and he'd become a philosopher. You know, he loved philosophy, and so he studied philosophy, and he really had a heart for ministry. And so he was just praying about it and, and talking to his wife about it. And he sat down at the table with a friend one time and he said, I just don't know what to do. Should I go to the university and become a professor? Should I go to the church and become a pastor? Of course, pastor's the, the way to go, right? I mean, it's just the, that, that's the ministry where the school, the university, you know, that's academic. And his friend said, that's easy. And he was like, what? You know, what do you mean that's easy? And he says, if you go to the university, the church will be open to you, but if you go to the church, the university will be closed to you. And he was, it was just such a small piece of wisdom, a small piece of prophecy into his life that changed the whole direction of his life right then because he was leaning towards the ministry, which he was in ministry, but the university is the, it was the means of that. And so God can do that. God can speak into your life and he can use you to speak into other people's lives. However, when you, it comes to the time where you're going to speak into somebody's life, you have to be very careful with somebody because you can be damaging to another person if you speak amiss. You know, and there's a lot of people, and a lot, I've had people speak over me, the Lord wanted me to tell you, and there was nothing to it. I don't know if you guys have ever been there. And there's churches full of that, and that's just kind of accepted. Like, people are prophesying over everybody, and it almost becomes worthless. And there might be a few legitimate words from the Lord there every once in a while, but most of the time it's just something vague like a fortune cookie. Right? It was interesting. What was your fortune cookie, honey, that right before you got in the wreck? She, got, she went to Panda Express. This shows you. It says you're in for a surprise. A surprise awaits you. She drives down the road and a guy runs right into the front of her. I mean, but that's vague, right? I mean, it's that, and that's kind of like some of the prophecies that people give. You know, when it's the Lord, it's specific and it hits the mark, man. It just like blows you away. And so, you know, that's something that I, I think that you have to understand that God gives that to us when we're open to it, when we're desiring it. I don't think that God usually gives gifts to people when they're not desiring them. You know, we should desire those things. Pursue love first. And let's just say it this way. Pursue Jesus first and the love of Jesus in our lives. And second of all, we pursue or we desire spiritual gifts. And and then God begins to use us in those ways. If you don't want the gift, you know, maybe he's going to give it to you, but usually not. I, I will tell you a story of a guy 
he was driving down the road. He was a tractor salesman. And the night before, let me back up a little bit. The night before, he, was, he had a weird dream. And in his dream, he was in this kitchen, these people's kitchen. And this little girl came in and she was crying. And Jesus was standing there. And the little girl came in and Jesus went and he, he touched her and he healed her. And he woke up and he's like, wow, that was a wild dream. You know? And he's driving down the road. And he, he, he's selling tractor parts. He go, pulls into this farmhouse. And he gets into this place. The lady says, oh, come on in here. You know, my, my husband's in the back. And he comes in and he notices as he walks into this room that he is in the kitchen of his dream. And all of a sudden, this little girl comes in and she's crying. Same girl in his dream. And, and then Jesus was there. Just kidding. No. He looks at this little girl and he says, what's wrong with her? And they said, oh, you know, she picked up a jar of gasoline and she drank it. And it, she drank enough that it burnt her esophagus and burnt her, the lining of her stomach. And she, she cries when she gets so hungry that, she, you know, that the, the pain and the hunger kind of balance each other out. And then she, she'll cry for some food, but she can't eat anything because it's so painful. I know what that's like because I've had a burnt esophagus before and it is not a pretty story. And, and so the guy says, can I pray for her? And, and you know, he was a Lutheran. He wasn't, he wasn't a real solid Christian. You know, he believed in God, but he hadn't really, you know, experienced God in his life. And, and the, the farmer's wife said, well, sure, yeah, absolutely. And so he sat down and he prayed for the little girl and Jesus completely healed her. Just like in the dream, but, you know, Jesus wasn't physically there, but he was there and the little girl was healed. Well, then he gets in his car and he's driving down the road, and all of a sudden, he starts to speak in tongues. And he was just like, what is going on? You know? and, and so he pulls over and gets the payphone. This is before cell phones. He gets on the payphone, and he calls his pastor, the Lutheran pastor. And he says, hey, you're never going to believe what just happened to me. I just want you to explain it to me. You know, the Jesus and the little girl, and she got healed. And, and then I started speaking in some weird language. And the pastor says, well... Um, you know what, I think that that's like in the Bible where it talks about the gift of tongues. Well, we don't believe in that, but you know, the guy at Calvary Chapel, Paul Smith, he does. You should go talk to him about it. (laughs) And so he went, actually the guy ended up going to Paul Smith, who's Chuck Smith's brother. He explained to him, the guy was, you know, obviously filled with the spirit and he ended up becoming a Calvary Chapel pastor. You know, crazy thing. So that's unusual. Usually these things come to us as, you know, and God can do whatever he wants to do. Absolutely. But Paul says desire spiritual gifts. And so we should desire these things in our lives. But verse three, he who prophesies speaks edification, exhortation and comfort to men. Verse four, he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. You see the, the difference? When you speak in prophecy, other people can understand it. They hear it. They can receive it. You know, it's a word for them and they understand it. Just like Peter's preaching hit everybody that was there because they all spoke the common language. Whereas he who speaks in a tongue, unless you know that language, and it could be a tongue of men or of angels, according to Paul in chapter 13. And so unless you understand that language or speak that language, you can't be edified. You can't say amen to what the person said, what the person prayed. And so he says, he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. In other words, when you speak in a tongue, it edifies you. You are built up. 
personally. And, and so this is kind of where the... And maybe you've heard people say, that they talk about a tongue as their prayer language. You ever heard of this? Okay, this is, that's not a biblical phrase, prayer language, but it does seem to lend a lot of credibility to it when we look at what Paul says about it in this passage because he kind of refers to it that way. Speaking in a tongue by yourself edifies you. If you're amongst the church, nobody is edified, he says. Notice this, verse 5. I wish you all spoke in tongues, and I honestly have the same wish for all of us as Paul does. Paul doesn't disparage it. But even more that you prophesy, for he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues. Interesting, here's why, notice. Unless indeed he interprets that the church may receive edification. So you could rightly say that tongues is a personal gift, and tongues is a partial gift, a half of a gift. And the other half of the gift is interpretation. And so if somebody speaks in a tongue, the church is not edified unless there's somebody there that interprets the tongue. And if, if, the interpret, if interpretation happens, then everybody can say hallelujah, amen, praise God, or whatever to, you know, I agree to the prayer. But if nobody interprets, then only the person who speaks is edified. And yet he who prophesies is greater because not because the gift of prophecy is better than the gift of tongues. You know, we, we talked about that. All gifts are, you know, gifts from God, you know, and we don't disparage the gifts that we have. But he's greater benefit is what Paul means to the church than he who merely speaks in tongues. Although the person who speaks in tongues may be a greater benefit to the church in other ways because as he spends time speaking to the Lord in tongues, he may be more thoroughly equipped for the prayer that he's given than somebody who hasn't been praying. Does that make sense? Early on in my ministry, you know, and for years and years and years, I prayed. At first, I was afraid of the gift of tongues, and then I was open to the gift of tongues, and then I listen to those kooky people that say, okay, what you got to do is you just got to start moving your lips and just loosen your tongue. And then just start to, well, it'll come down. You know, she rode in a Honda, shunned a Mackay, half price gas, you know. <laughs> you know, and I did that because you do, you know, but it, how dumb is that? You know, it's so intuitive. You know, everything that comes out of your mouth, you, you did it. Until one, one time, it was, Shannon and I were still living in Boise. We had just planted this church. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.